This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Coconut. So yes, you probably have already been bombarded by many, many, many different people teaching you how to manage your money, what strategy to use, what to look out for, how to think about it, and all that jazz. Sometimes it's a bit jarring. And yeah, there's this whole thing going around that you need to accumulate 100,000 by 30, or you should try to accumulate 100,000 by 30, blah, blah, blah. Some of you will cruise through it and do very easily, while others be like, really? Do I need 100,000? And then there'll be another bunch that's like, okay, I am not too far, but what do I do with this money? So today, I am going to share with you my perspective, right? My view, lay out some train of thoughts, give you some parameters to think about how I would manage my 100,000 if I were to start today from scratch. So good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut, and welcome to my personal segment, First Dips. And today, we're going to spend some time to talk a little bit about this first 100,000. How do you go about managing? Managing it, or at least how do I think I will manage it? You know, um, if I do it all over again today, knowing what I know. But before, before we talk about this whole thing today, you know, which is something that I have been struggling to put out because there's so many things to assume, so many contexts that I need to put out. Yeah, and uh, it is always very jittery and very scary to put out these kind of things of like, okay, you should do it this way or this is how I will do it. You know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, I don't want it to be construed as this is the only way to do it. So I will try my very best to lay out my train of thoughts and my assumptions, you know, why I think more people should start this way, should think about it this way and all the learning lessons that have accumulated over the years, essentially, right? This is like coming four years of first dips. Oh my goodness, I'm getting old. So yes, what's the news? What's the news before I begin? I would like to let all of you know, okay, all of you that tune in every week know that this will be the second last first dips episode going up. Which means next week's episode at episode 200 will be the last one. Right. And, and to be fair, First Dips is very popular. All of you tune in very regularly. You know, we have thousands of downloads within the first week. It's very popular. By podcasting standards, it is good. But yeah, to be very blunt, I have run out of a lot of things to say. As you can tell in the recent, I've just been throwing out a lot of the old episodes up because I just ran out of things to say. And I am at a level where I just have a lot of other things that I need to do within the company. TFC has like just outgrown me, right? It's no longer just my personal renting session 
20 minutes every week. No, you know, it's become 30 minutes. Okay, that's another thing. And there's just like tons of content going out. I do think I need a break from first dips to just kind of focus on sorting out everything. And I want to take TFC to 2.0. Like, what is the next phase? Right, so I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll need your continued support, your continued love and your continued feedback with us uh, so that I can take this down the next path. And yeah, I think like this last two episodes, which is today's episode and next week's episode uh, is gonna be very meaningful and I'm just gonna end it here. Okay, and, and to be clear, to be clear, I'm not going to disappear from TFC. I already am everywhere. There's so much content going out. I have a running segment with a Malaysian FM. You know, I host chills. I'm on Wise and Shine. Sometimes I do other things. I'm everywhere. Tabule tahan, you know, I enough. Okay, it's quite crazy. So, uh, you will still see me and you will see, you will probably continue to see first dips around. I may put the name out in other places, you know, maybe on TikTok, maybe on our IG, you know, whatever. And, 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 I will still do monologues when I have good things to share. Like when I learn new things to a certain level where I feel like I can deliver it with good rigor, I will share. Okay, but just at this point in time, I think I have enough lah. Okay, 200 episodes are enough for a lot of people already to learn, to come in, to pick up basic things about personal finance, maneuver around, how to think about some of these things is good enough, right? And if you want to be even more detailed, then we have a lot of other things that, that you can come along with. So, so yeah, thank you for your support. And yeah, it's relatively emotional to be exact. I'm sure next episode will be even more emotional, but... Yeah, this is just an announcement to all of you, which means that if you have been regularly listening, I hope you can share on your socials. Let everyone that has come across TFC before that you talk to about, to let them know that, hey, Reggie is going to like end the first dips. You know, uh, maybe you guys want to listen to the last two episodes. Okay, so yeah. Uh, thank you for your support. Okay, so enough of that. Enough of that. Let's come back to the main thing today, right? The main thing we're going to talk about is how do I think um, I will manage my 100,000 if I were to start today, right? And and let me give you context. Today, I am a very busy person. Right? <laughs> I have a lot of things going and it's crazy. Four years ago, when I first started the podcast, or maybe let's say five years ago, when I first started like, backpacking and I left Singapore, I traveled around to different places, I was very relaxed. You know, I could be in this city for like two weeks, I go up the mountain for another week, you know, I'll go to another island for a week, you know, then I travel to different places, I'll be at the gym, I'll be swimming, cafe hopping, meeting people, you know, just very relaxed, read financial statements, take my time, you know, I was doing all that jazz, right? And Honestly, when I was doing all that jazz, great lah, right? I got a lot of time to learn and pick up and study. And, you know, I started picking stocks, right? So I started as a stock picker, bottom up, fundamental analysis in the US market. Right? So that's my journey. That's where I started. Well and good. Over the years of podcasting and doing this whole thing as TFC blow up, you know, I just got so occupied that I cannot keep up with that, right? And I'm doing so many other things today. And I believe many of you are like me today. You know, doing the Singapore grind, have so many things to do. After work, you just want to relax or even just you optimizing your time on your journey to work and at the gym by listening to something more educational than like rubbish talk cock, right? Is already you squeezing your time. You're already optimizing to the level that you can. 
And we try to give you the best so that we don't waste your time, right? And, and we understand that. That's why some people say, wow, I just listen to you, all need to think. Uh, very intense. Uh. I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. For a period of time, I was quite sad that we are intense. But after a while, I thought about this. So, yeah, we want to be intense. We want to be funny. Not jokes. You know, like we, <laughs> we want to be like funny people that are intense. Not like talk cock sing song, right? So I think that's kind of where we are. And I know it's intense, right? And, and with that in mind, I really think it's very hard for you to immediately come in with your 100,000 and, you know, get rolling with picking stocks and, you know, with, with like, there's, there's a big, 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 big learning curve that needs to come in. And you can do it over time, right? You can do it in three years, in four years, slowly pick up the muscles, learn the basics, take your time, you know, pick it up. And eventually, maybe you will be a bottom-up stock picker. Or maybe you will be a trader. Maybe you'll be something, that, you know, uh, different, right? But, but I am putting this strategy out there, or at least how I will do it today, based upon this idea that many of you tuning in are already very occupied. You just, because you have decent income and you don't splurge any house spend, that you have a pot sitting around and you're wondering, what do I do with this 100,000? Right? And, and this is the context that I'm giving. And I know, you know, when you search online, uh, how what do I do with my first 100,000? There's all sorts of things, right? And it's either all the way to like trading and picking stocks, all, all those guys trying to get you into the game. Or the other side will be very vanilla, like, like pay down your high interest loans, you know, top up your CPF. Or that, I already assume you know all that. You already paid out your high interest loans. You have no recurring high interest, like your uh, very crazy furniture loans. Just got kind of higher purchase, you know, from those kind of big, big, big giant retailers. And yeah, they, they charge you a bomb, right? 20 over percent year on year for furniture, for a mattress. Crazy, right? So I assume you've paid those down, you know, for whatever reason that you picked it up in the first place. And you maybe your credit card, you paid down everything. You already know that top of CPF, all those things out already, okay? So you already know all those things. You've sorted those things out. Just a hundred thousand that is prepared to go into the stock market, into the financial markets. Okay, I'm also dropping the property discussion because that is a whole different beast on its own, right? So just this hundred thousand entering the financial market on somebody that is very busy, very occupied, and don't have a lot of time to think about many, many things and, you know, understand many, many different things. How will I do it if I'm someone like that, which I am like that today? I also take into account that this is your first 100,000. Eh? It's going to form your base. It's going to form your baseline of uh, support, your baseline of capital to help you pursue more complex strategy and give you more options down the road. So in other words, uh, quite precious lah. Right? This is your first 100,000 that you've accumulated and you got a very intense life. So how will I do it if I'm starting from scratch today, right? The very first thing that I will explore is none other than the MSCI World ETF, right? So it is quite established out there. If you Google a little bit MSCI World ETF, you will know what it's trying to do. And, you know, after dabbling in personal finance for a while, you know, of course, I started as a stock picker and then eventually I started picking sectorial ETFs and getting to this busyness with TFC and all that, right? I kind of realized that, you know, I cannot just be about caring about maximum upside because I got so many other things to do. I need to care about like what is consistent, what can I achieve 
you know, uh, easily and readily, right? So, and and okay, and I know Buffett say things like diversification for people that don't know how to invest, something along those lines, lah. But let's be real, right? Many of you don't know why, right? You don't know how to invest. You are just starting. This is your first 100,000. So what is wrong with starting with a broad, broad MSCI World ETF, right? So, so what is the MSCI uh, World ETF, right? Okay, we, we got to start with the MSCI World Index, lah. So MSCI World is an index essentially to be very broadly diversified and try to capture value across what we call the matured markets, right? So essentially, MSCI World Index uh, captures the large and mid-cap representation across 23 developed nations with 1,506 constituents. The index covers approximately 85% of the free-flow adjusted capital market capitalization in each country. Okay, whatever shit that they say. Okay, essentially, it's just telling you that this index covers 23 developed nations and uh, most of the big companies or the mid-sized companies, right, within these 23 developed uh, markets are actually represented within this index, right? So, so what, what is represented? Your typical, I mean, US, Japan, you know, all the way to like Hong Kong, Singapore, New Zealand, UK, um, Switzerland, yeah, yeah, you know, all the, all the Amor country and the matured country, essentially, right? So, Germany, Israel, you know, it's, it's all there, right? You can go and see for yourself, okay? So, essentially, they don't cover things like India, they don't cover Mexico, they don't cover Russia, they don't cover China, no Brazil, none of those, right? So, uh, the matured Amor countries, uh, plus Singapore, Japan, yeah, Aga is like that, <laughs> okay? But, what they're trying to do is to try to capture as much of the market cap growth, uh, that means the, the stock market growth in all these quote-unquote matured countries and uh, matured markets, right? And how have they been doing? Actually, in the past 10 years, uh, cumulative with annualized growth rate, right? It's about 9%, 9.1% over the past decade. And uh, since inception, is about 8%, right? So, so that is the uh, aga where it will perform, lah, okay? That will be the ballpark. Okay, so you don't expect to make millions out of it. Okay, you don't. You don't expect to make millions out of it. But by the rule of seventy-two, if all else stays constant, history continues to repeat itself. Then, um, in about eight nine years, you will double your money with something like that. So, which is not too bad, right? It's not too bad. Um. So 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 that's that. But yes, that is the index. You cannot actually buy an index, okay? But is as with how a lot of ETFs have been going along and building it up, right? Index funds have been popping up, right? Essentially, fund managers will create funds based upon these indexes, right? And I have gone through extensive discussion around this. I think uh, one of the episodes that you can check out is episode 99, Okay, the easiest way to start investing. First dips 99. I think back then, I, I, back then it was still TFC. La, but I gave up TFC to the, to the whole brand. And then I'm taking my segment to call first dips, right? But you can go and search episode 99 under first dips on the website. You know, the easiest way to start investing. And inside, I will talk to you about like how to look at ETFs, how to look at index funds, you know, uh, tracking difference, all, all those kind of things, right? So you, tracking error, you can go and see that. Okay, but the idea here is MSCI World is a very established index, uh, which 
in the whole sector is assumed that it is broadly diversified already. And there are many uh, fund providers and ETF providers that will create MSCI World ETFs. Right? If you go and put on Google search MSCI World ETF, right? well, you will be very low on All sorts of shit pops out. <laughs> and there's a lot of newer pattern over the years, right? Accumulator, you know, uh, market cap, um, you know, different way to go about doing them, uh, value leanings, a lot of pattern that goes along as this thing kind of develops. But the plain old vanilla one, okay? The plain old vanilla one that I think most people will say it is the plain old vanilla one is the IWDA, right? Ticker IWDA, which is iShares Core MSCI World ETF, okay? UCITS is just Undertaking of the Collective Investment in Transferable Securities, okay, whatever. It's just a technical thing, right? Unless, unless we're going to go there, right? So, so IWDA ticker, iShares Core MSCI World UCITS ETF. Okay, so that is the long name, but the ticker is IWDA. Essentially, what it does is it tracks the MSCI World Index and it has a very low expense ratio of 0.2%. And it is one of the biggest MSCI World ETF out there. So liquidity is uh, assumed not to be a problem because if they are a problem, then everyone else also can have a problem already, right? So they are one of the biggest and at 0.2%, right? That means that's what you pay the management fee la, for the fund managers to, to manage. And uh, you will definitely have to pay some sort of a transaction fee when you buy it through your broker and, and all that, right? So IWDA, uh, MSCI World ETF. And to be clear, you don't exactly pay. They don't send you an invoice, you know. <laughs> it is just kind of like included in the ETF price movement over time. Uh, and all that I have discussed in episode 99, I don't want to repeat. Okay, so a few things to think about when you are uh, looking at IWDA, right? So what is the difference between IWDA and SWDA, right? Because as you search, you will see these things, right? Um, the real math difference is really just which currency it's bought into, right? So IWDA is bought in US dollar, SWDA is bought in Great Britain pound, right? So not everything needs to be unique and fashion and trendy, right? So if you don't own the pound, why bother, right? Just use IWDA. Everyone does that. And if you think the US dollar is fading away, the Great Britain pound has faded away long ago, right? So, so that is that. You can definitely get it on all your favorite broker. But sometimes the broker only provide SWDA, then okay lah, just take lah, it's okay. They are essentially the same thing, just denoted with different currencies. It's not a deal breaker in my view. Okay, but there's another index that over the years have um, kind of gained prominence and that's the FTSE All World Index. FTSE, right? This is a London one. Huh? So FTSE, All World Index, which actually has a similar goal in my view to MSCI World, right? And they just broadly diversify across all the major markets and yeah, essentially take on all the large cap and mid cap companies, all the big markets. So it's, it's what I've learned over time to say that if you want to broadly diversify, this is one of the most broadly diversified already. Right, and the only thing different with the FTSE is uh, it actually has some of the developing markets, right? Or what some people will say third world la, or whatever you want to call it. Essentially, it's like China, Brazil, Thailand, Malaysia. I'm always very amazed that China is still a developing nation. La. But anyway, anyway, okay. So Russia, Korea, you know all that lah. So so it has a bit more coverage in the developing market, and I think it has about six percent in China, right? So 6% of its fund is invested in China. 
And that ticker is VWRA, right? So VWRA. Either way, I think it's okay, right? You will see people go online and debate like, oh, you know, FTSE is doing better, blah, blah. Which to me, I think, you know, it is uh, a bit snobbish to not entertain some of these growing markets, you know, but uh, I get it in the recent years has been wild. Uh, either way, lah, right? So either way, as long as you're looking at a broadly diversified strategy, this is your first 100,000. I think one of these kind of big, big broadly diversified funds is good for a start. Whether is it IWDA or VWRA, both are fine. Anyway, I'm not speaking like in code. Right? <laughs> IWDA, so, uh, 100125. <laughs> I'm not speaking in code. This is a stock ticker, right? So uh, go to your brokerage, you know, whatever broker app that you have and you key in IWDA or VWRA. <laughs> that, is, that is the stock ticker that we are talking about, right? So either way, it's okay. I, I don't want to go into like the nitty-gritty disputes between them. There is probably a little bit of a difference between VWRA's performance in the past 10 years relative to IWDA, of course, because there is a decent amount of tracking difference, you know, in terms of what is the composite within them, right? So, so that's that. Either way, first 100,000, okay? I think you don't want to be too complex. You want to be as broadly diversified as possible. You want to get going. And as you get going, you can learn and then you can refine your strategy. Take this as a base strategy, right? It's like how a lot of Singaporeans, right? When we think about like, oh, work a job, get a degree, work a job, and then, you know, I'll get a house. Who are very Sienna, very uninspiring. I, I had Belle around the world the other day on my show. And then she was like, oh, getting HDB is so uninspiring. And I'm like, yes, girl, that is the word. It's uninspiring. It's not bad, right? And, and I totally get it. It's uninspiring. But, you know, something that's uninspiring, but is very consistent, very high hit rate, it's totally worth pursuing while you have no idea what you want. Right? So same with this. This is uninspiring. It is a plain vanilla, broadly diversified. But with your first 100,000, you know, what's so bad about it? I will totally do it like that first. And then I'll accumulate over the few years I learn. And so, oh yeah, maybe I want to, you know, take a position. I want to try something different. I want to have a view. I want to believe in a story. I want to pick something else. Then we develop from there. Okay? So I think for your first 100,000, something in the 70, 80%. So 70, 80,000, I will put it in something as broadly diversified as this, lah, right, to start. And this brings me to the second point, right? Second thing that I will explore is iShares MSCI China ETF. Yes, uh, I am a bullish person with China. If you strongly believe in the idea that, you know, the share price will be reflected based on underlying business, right? How can you just drop China, right? As much as all the news, all the sentiments, all the problems, all the capital moving out of China, but the underlying businesses of China is growing like crazy and still growing like hotcakes. Maybe not as hot these days, but still strong, right? So how, how can we just write it off? And I'll talk a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Okay, so yeah, uh, I don't think you need me to further establish that I am quite a China bull, right? Um, I, I think China will continue to grow, you know, it will not be a linear path, right? Because let's be clear, the world already buy a lot of things from China, right? And China is struggling to get its own people to consume more, right? And if you want to buy more from China, then China need to be creating more, right? So it's trying to move up the value chain, you know, and all that shenanigan. Uh, and then now they got all these problems that the US is giving them, right? Which I understand, right? If I'm the US, if I'm number one, I also disturb the number two if I think number two is threatening me. Right? So it's baseline incentive structure. Uh? We're not making a uh, moral judgment of like who should do what, what. No, no, no. None of that, right? It's just number two is growing very fast. I'm the number one. I don't want the number two to outrun me. I'm going to attack them or I'm going to disturb them, right? So with all these disturbance, then you see China have to divert more resources to defend to do other things, you know, uh, then you slow down growth line essentially, right? You cannot build more, you cannot do more. So all that, right? But at the baseline, I think China's infrastructure is amazing. If you live there, you know what I'm saying. Payments is damn smooth. The farmers can sell straight to the city. Yeah, the delivery network is nuts and the quality of products coming out is, is amazing and more and more of us are using brands that are from China, right? Media is one, right? Which is an aircon brand. Who still buy like Armour brand, right? Like um, even a lot of the baking equipment I see people buy online, the ovens, all from China, the kettle from China and it's not like a China OEM that you don't know, right? It's like more and more of these brands are around like Anta is around. I love Anta since forever I bought Anta when when I was in China, I already bought Anta, right? San Liu Yao, Anta, Li Ning. I bought all those brands when I was already there, right? Because they were much cheaper than Nike and it's actually more or less the same thing. It's come from the same factory, wah, or within the same area, lah, right? So it is what it is. And China is just taking its time to kind of like build up its image and all that, which at this point, is still not the sexiest, still not the most like, wow, you know, because of this, I will buy, no, you know, but... You know, it's going to take some time, but the productization and the brand value that China is going to capture as it moves up this value chain, you know, it's quite mad and it's quite fast how they are doing it. So I cannot just conveniently write off China. An MSCI World Index conveniently writes off China. FTSE All World Index, you know, has some sort of a China thing, but it's about 6-7%, right? And that's it, right? To me, I will do a bit more, right? So somewhere like a 10 to 20% of my first 100,000 should have some sort of a Chinese exposure. And let's be clear, this is me taking a position, right? This is what in the industry we'll call you take a position. That means you believe in a story. You're not broad, you're not as broadly diversified as in, anymore. You're actually taking a story. So for me, I have laid out why I will take this story because I believe in the underlying growth of the nation and I see how they are growing and how, how it's happening. So um, I am not going to conveniently write off and I believe that there is something here. Okay, whether or not there will be a massive upside and all that, that one we can discuss, right? But, uh, and you can check out our other shows as we continue to cover China growth and all that, right? So, so we're going to continue to do all that jazz to help you stay in touch on like what's happening and all that, right? So we're going to continue to do that. But for my first 100,000 in today's world, okay, if I'm going to start with my first 100,000, I don't think I can just write off China. 6% is a bit too little, right? Even with the FTSE thing, right? So I will do somewhere like a 10 to 15, maybe even 20% of my first 100,000 trying to get exposure to China, right? And this is my baseline that I am bullish on China, yeah? Of course, if you are not bullish on China, it's okay. Just take the first one. You can put more, you know, with IWDA or, you know, VWRA. It's okay. Just go with it. And you're fine. 
But if you think there's a China story, you are bullish on China, then yes, iShares MSCI China ETF is something you can explore. Okay, and and to be fair, right, investing in China can be a little bit messy, right? Because what does it mean to invest in China, right? Are you investing in the China growth story, like like Disney is trying to open more in China, you know, like uh, Nike is trying to sell more in China, Apple is trying to do more in China, Tesla is trying to do China. Are you investing in the China growth story? Or are you looking at, say, oh, okay, uh, some of these China depository that's invested in the US. That means you can buy these Chinese companies which are mostly tech stocks in the US markets. Or are you looking at investing in Shanghai? Or are you looking at investing in Hong Kong? Right? It's very Luan, very messy and they got to get their shit together. <laughs> Eventually, they will. Lah. I'm sure they will. It's, it's mad trying to manage this to so many moving parts, right? So, which is why I think um, the MSCI China ETF the, is, is the one that I think it's okay, right? Because it essentially covers everything, right? So it has some sort of A shares, it has H shares, which is the Hong Kong one. It also has US ADR. So A shares are the one listed in um, Shanghai, right? So in other words, it has a broad, broad, broad cover rather than, you know, uh, just China tech, you know, or just Hong Kong Hang Seng, right? It has everything uh, broadly diversified also. So yeah, I think that's the easy way to get China exposure. But one very interesting thing about this particular ETF, right, is it is listed in two places. One is on NASDAQ, which is the US market. Another is on Hong Kong, right? So it's the SEHK, the Hong Kong exchange. Um, and it's two different tickers, right? So the NASDAQ one, the ticker is MCHI. Okay, so that means if you go to your broker app and you put MCHI, you will get iShares MSCI China ETF listed in NASDAQ one. Okay, the other one, which is listed in Hong Kong, is 2801, you know, or you can also put 9801. So yeah, put 2801 into your broker, your favorite broker app, and then that is the iShares China ETF that is listed in Hong Kong. Why is this important to know? Because the one that is listed in the US has an expense ratio of 0.58%. That means they're going to charge you 5% to manage this thing. Whereas the one listed in Hong Kong only charges you 2%. Eh, eh, sorry, sorry. Zero point two percent. two percent. Are they so excited? Okay, zero point two percent, right? So the one in the US is zero point five eight percent. The one in Hong Kong is zero point two percent. All right. So yeah, for for whatever reason, maybe it's a risk type of thing. Um, you know, depending on how you look at it. But you know, I think a lot of Singaporeans are comfortable with Hong Kong. You know, we are we are very close with Hong Kong. You know, it's 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 Hong Kong is a very global. Uh, space also, right? So, yeah, if you're not like afraid, you know, of Hong Kong, then uh, why not just take the 0.2% rather than the 0.58%? Okay, so I will personally put in the Hang Seng Index, right? The 2801. Ticker 2801, iShares Core MSCI China ETF listed in Hong Kong, right? Because that is a 0.2% cost rather than the 0.58% lah. Okay, so, so that's that, right? And, uh, with that, you get your broadly diversified across the Chinese market, right? And depending on how bullish you are, then yala, you can go further, right? 10%, 15%, 20%. Take it slow, it's fine. You know, slowly, slowly, as you are more confident, you can move, lah, right? So that is uh, the second thing that I'll do. Uh, there's an honorary mention. Actually, the last thing was very hard to decide, right? So my honorary mention is, as someone that started from stock picking, I know it's very difficult. Um, 
But I feel like if you have some bandwidth and it is something that you want to explore and pursue, you can put like a 5%, 10% into a stock picking kind of situation, right? Where you slowly pick, maybe pick a US stocks or maybe pick a Singapore stocks. Uh, slowly, slowly, you know, kind of like be bottom up, learn the fundamentals, learn value, learn growth, learn all these other things and uh, go there, right? So to me, that's an honorary mention. Right? I'm not saying that you have to do it, but if you ask me, I think it is something that uh, has benefited me a lot. I can, I mean, I can travel around and pick and, and play some of these things, you know, and, and do all that. Yeah, it's a first world situation, but when you're maximizing your interest, it is what it is, right? So it is it is quite good uh, if you are actually good at it, right? But it will take time. It'll take a few years to pick up enough skill to get to a place where you're confident enough, right? So honorary mention, not a thing to start with. But yes, you know, uh, if you love and you are interested to pick up these things, you can check out our other shows right? and check out our academy. We will continue to build up more resources and uh, that is a big part of where I hope to take TFC too, right? To be a trusted brand uh, in this space also. Okay, so point number three, the last uh, maybe 10% of the starting capital, where will I put it? I will put it, uh, it is between uh, Lion Philip S. Reed, CLR, ticker CLR, and uh, CSOP IHS Reed Leaders Index ETF, ticker SRT. So it's ticker CLR or SRT, okay? It is pretty much the same. They're all tracking the Singapore REIT market, right? And uh, if you follow TFC enough, you know I'm quite a sucker for REIT because it is so boring and simple, right? You own a thing that actually own many properties under and the property business is a relatively simple one as compared to some of the other businesses out there, lah, right? So yeah, it is quite cool. And I've also done many episodes around REITs. I think you can check out episode 54, uh, Three REITs Concept to Level Up Your Game. Okay, so some of the very old episodes, uh, there were a lot of geeky stuff like that. Lah. Right, so please go for it, right? Episode 54, Three REITs Concept to Level Up Your Game. Right, so, so that's that. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty bullish on the Singapore property market. Although, you know, if you live in Singapore, it'll be very hard, okay? To be clear, it's very hard. Uh, you know, the rent is crazy, right? But if you're an investor, then you know, uh, that's the dichotomy, right? So, so, so that's that. Uh, and even the time of recording today, you know, the, the underlying property is worth more than the REIT itself, right? Assuming if you can sell the underlying property at what we call fair value, lah, right? So, so it is what it is, right? But the only thing that I really don't like about these two funds, right, is the fees, Right, they are charging 0.6%. Okay, they are charging 0.6%. And the underlying REIT guys is already charging you a fee for managing the REIT. Right, so you're owning a fund that is owning a REIT and they're owning many REITs and within the REIT, they own many properties. So it's two layers, right? If you think about it, right? So property, a bunch of property managed by one REIT, another bunch of property managed by another REIT and then this fund managers manage the whole bunch of REIT and they charge you 0.6%. You know, which to me is a bit expensive. Uh, I know it's quite common at this rate when it comes to this kind of what we call thematic, right? Got, got theme one, got idea, got story, you know, not broadly diversified. It is the ballpark rate. I'm not saying that they are charging you like unreasonably, right? It's the ballpark rate. Pharma, tech, you know, 0.6 to 0.8, you know, there's a certain, they are in the ballpark. They're not too far. But to me, I still think it's quite expensive because this is a relatively simple thing to do. So, 
which is why I got honorary mention uh, because you know if you can learn how to pick stocks learn how to understand how ETS uh, REITs work over time you can slowly do it on your own then maybe you can scalp this uh, management fee because don't underestimate this management fee 0.6% cumulated over a long period is a big amount and personally I feel the REIT is one of the easiest things to learn right it is really just matured properties being packaged together and collect rent, right? So it's a very simple thing to learn. Uh, you can take your time to learn from there. Uh, for a start, while you're learning, yeah, you can put some capital with uh, one of these uh, funds, right? And I think they are broadly diversified, like, essentially all of it, right? Uh, my another small little qualm about the Singapore REIT market is too small, like, there's not enough properties. So more and more of the REITs are buying abroad, right? So... <laughs> Essentially, although you are buying the Singapore REIT fund, right? Actually, the REIT inside, right? Oh, buy foreign properties. And it can get a bit more complicated when they buy more and more and more foreign properties, right? Then you need to understand the other property landscape and blah, blah, blah. And then it becomes a bit more chim, right? So, so that's that. But I think these three are a good basis to start my first 100,000. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, so thank you for tuning in to one of the driest episodes. <laughs> the driest episode of TFC's first dips. Uh, but I wanted to be very clear because it's one of my last few. So I just want to, you know, be more certain of what I'm saying and don't just like fili fala and throw you stories and all that, right? So these are the three points that I'm going to sum up. Right? So these are the three points and the three different funds that I will explore for a start. You know, for my first 100,000, if I start today as a very busy professional. Uh, the first one is the MSCI World ETF. And uh, there are many MSCI World ETF. I personally will take the iShares Core MSCI World UCITS ETF. Wow, the name is very long, okay? But the ticker is IWDA or SWDA. It's just a different currency. And uh, I think that's a good place to start. And I will put most of my money, like 70, 80% uh, to start here, right? As a broad Broadly, broadly diversified. And then as I learn more, I can kind of refine it and maybe shift some capital to a story that I believe in. Which brings me to point number two because I believe in the China growth stories. So I'm also going to explore iShares MSCI China ETF, right? But it is listed in US and in Hong Kong. I will take the Hong Kong one because it is 0.2% expense ratio, which is the management fee. La. So it's much cheaper, right? So as a cheapo, I will do it, right? 2801, that's the ticker, okay? Put it into your broker app. Uh, it will pop up 2801 or 9801. And the last one that I will explore, my remaining 5-10% will be Lion Philip 
SREIT, which is CLR ticker, or CSOPIH, SREIT Leaders Index ETF, SRT, right? So CLR or SRT, they are pretty much doing similar things and they charge you the same expense ratio, 0.6%. But yeah, honorary mention is I hope that you can eventually uh, learn over time to yeah, pick your own stuff. And honestly, I think REIT is a great place to start because it's just so simple, right? And I've done many different episodes. If you have any questions, let me know. Uh, yeah, so with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, sign up for our email newsletter. Yes, we are rebooting our email newsletter. It is going to be investor-focused. So go to our website, drop your email there to get the latest email newsletter. I think last week we covered NVIDIA, uh, CrowdStrike, some of these other guys. So we're going to do more investment-related uh, stuff in our email newsletter. So please check it out. And yeah, I hope at the end of the day, you find the life you love or managing your finances as well. Do share this with your friends and some of the other loyal listeners of TFC. Thank you. Okay, I say until like much I'm gonna die, right? I'm not gonna die. I'm just first day is just gonna stop. At least on a very regular basis. Like maybe in a few months' time, once a while I will drop an episode or two, you know, as I learn new things, as I look at stuff, you know. So so those things will happen. But I'm really gonna take a break on first tips because I think at 200 episodes, very nice lah, 200. How many people can do 200 monologues, right? Um, and I've I've done enough, covered different facets of personal finance from the mindset to the skill set to looking at things to how I will do this. Um, I think I've covered many, 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 many things. Enough for you um, to do, enough to get you started and get you rolling. Right? And then you will reach a crossroad where whether you want to go further, right? Do you want to be an investor or are you just fine at a financial planning uh, type of situation where you know your goals, you find a strategy, it works. Okay, great. You're done. Okay, then you're done, right? So that's good. Right? But if you want to go further, you know, like investor lah, you know, pick stocks lah, pick property lah, do options lah, all that. Okay, then that's a different story lah, right? So and that's the other part of TFC that I would love to grow, right? So you, I will do more lah, right? You don't, don't. Uh, I said that very sad, right? Actually, it's a very mixed feeling. I to end a longest running monologue every week. Thousands of you tune in. I really enjoy doing this. And thank you for making TFC where we are. Stay tuned for TFC 2.0. And if there was one thing I could hope that you can do for me is to share this episode around and on your socials, on your favorite social platform. And you know, maybe write something like, uh, why do you tune in every week? You know, or what are your greatest learnings from first tips? Okay, thank you.